there is so much to unpack this week. We wanted to do a review on the Ben Shapiro book, The Right Side of History, but neither of us are finished with it. So we're going to save that for a culture corner. It'll be on the podcast. It'll be on YouTube. But there are some things thus far that we've gathered from the book that we'd like to share about purpose and drive. We delve into the Mueller report and a whole bunch of other stuff. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You could buy some merch there, merchandise shirts um, and stuff. It's really cool. And then go to any major music streaming platform and type in Audio Apes because our music comes up and you can listen to our music. In today's episode, we have a lot to cover. We did want to go over the Ben Shapiro book. And uh, we thought we would, but we're not done with it. And it'd be disingenuous to like cover the book without being finished with it. So we could save it for a culture corner. That'll be out soon, soon as we're done with the book. But there are some things in the book that we've covered so far, like we've been able to read and delve into and talk about that I think you might find interesting. But before we get into those things from the book... I think we should just get this Mueller report out of the way. As uh, some of you out there already know, we did a video on the Mueller report. It's on YouTube, Hanging With Apes, subscribe. Um, and we talked about how at that point in time, it was said to the DOJ that there would be no further indictments coming from the Mueller report. Um, <laughs> I will say this. It was specific. There is a lot of people like that are way less interested in that shit than I thought they would be like and yeah. you even you even like made that observation yourself like you you were telling certain people oh man no more indictments people were like yeah well, what does that mean like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was hilarious but i mean i think i think we even talked about i don't know if we said it in the video but i know in watching the reports it was um i want to say cnn people are too busy kind of reaping off the economy right now the benefits of a good economy you know other other stuff that's going on that's uh, kind of more prevalent in their life like yeah. in immediate life absolutely as opposed I, to like a report that they don't even really know the details of and they don't know this and that about it so they, they, they just look at it like oh and, and i would imagine that the fact that okay no indictments and well now today as we speak which is a day before the episode is is uh, taken out. So today's Monday. Now it's official. There was no Russia collusion. Right. See, we didn't know that. We we were able to assume that yeah. correctly, obviously, because I mean, come on. If you halfway know what's going on around the world, you were kind of able to assume that there was no Russia collusion just based off of the situation in Syria and how many Russians died in that situation. Like a yeah. Russian puppet would not in do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
but that's you know that's more foreign policy and as as good as it would be for people to like to keep up with it it's just not a thing you know which is very arming ukrainians come on now yeah exactly arming ukraine as the united states but you're a russia puppet and so even even in that it was like yeah i don't believe it like i would need to see it to believe it so there was that aspect of it the other aspect of it was trying to create something out of nothing all the time. It was like, oh, look at what he said or look at it's like the littlest shit. It's like you okay, well, this means nothing. You're 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 doing all these these um headline reports off of the littlest things that could mean anything. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, he talked to the Russian in a room by himself or all this just like just radical nonsense. And then thirdly the whole like witch hunt aspect of it it really did for as 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 much as people like would like to criticize the president for constantly saying oh it's a witch hunt it's a witch hunt it's a witch hunt there were aspects of this whole investigation and the rhetoric that followed it that was like this does seem like a witch hunt it does seem like you yeah. people are making something out of nothing and uh as it turned out that's what that was the case yeah um and, and, and it, it doesn't bode well for the left in this because they seem to be doubling down on it. Like rather than concede, huh. are I, you are they in that bad shape that they have nothing else? They got to double down on. Well, I mean, they on yeah. on nothing. It's unsubstantiated shit. They lost in 2016 and they doubled down on identity politics. Now they're losing, or they lost with the whole Trump. Russia collusion and they'll double down on that too and to me at that point it's like are you that void of logic is, is there is there is there no thought in your camp that you're like oh well let's move on you know yeah, I, like honestly if I was a democratic strategist I'd have been like what the fuck are you are we doing <laughs> like what are we doing what yeah hey this is this is insane. It's pure insanity. It's the whole what, what's what's that 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 shit that 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 a proverb is like. If you continuously do something oh, yeah. the same that you expect different results, that's the definition of insanity yeah. or something along those lines. That's this essentially. Yes, purely fucking insanity. It's just insanity. The fact that you you um you just keep pressing on and it's not gonna stop. It's gonna keep going into twenty twenty. I mean, even in and and one of the things that you've put me on that I that I actually enjoy on a daily basis is Reddit, because Reddit is a very telling place for for certain things like certain subcultures, as Absolutely. they say, subreddits, and and well. I have a lot of subreddits I follow. The politics one, which is like, Jesus Christ, overly left, like just left. It's not balanced at all. It it is not balanced at all. It's just people won't let go of that because then they're like, oh, well, there's investigations in New York and there's investigations here. There's investigations there. And and I can't even believe there's people saying I I can't even face my family because I, I can't I can't. This is all I had left. Yeah. You know, I I. Now it's like 
there's no Russia collusion. I don't know what to do. To my, I had to respond to that one. I just told him like, well, regardless if you like Trump or not, wouldn't it be refreshing that your president is not a Russian puppet and that there was no collusion, regardless of, of if 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 you hate him, you know, like the fact that in an ideologically sound world, yeah. it would be refreshing, but it really isn't sound at all. And that's the sad part about about this. For example, I was not a big fan of Obama. I can't even really think of any policy that I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I, I felt for the most part it was bad policy on, on a lot of things. I was like, what the fuck is he doing from, from a lot of aspects? Never in my life if they said, oh, dude, dude was conspiring with Russia, would I feel like if they found out that he didn't, I, I wouldn't feel bad about that. I actually would feel good about, like, okay, cool. At least dude and, has his own agenda. And I might not agree with that agenda, but at least it's like he's still our American president. At least the structure is still intact. Exactly. And 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 it's 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 a scary thing where where like where people will put what they feel and how they feel about a person over you know the better you know the betterment of the country and like a, a of just, the world of really? the world yeah, yeah absolutely because because it, it's it's a good this is a good thing that this wasn't the case and like supporter uh, or not yeah. I agree with you mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with that and then we we watch so many uh, news outlets that day that we we really didn't you know I can't remember everybody there was this uh, female that was talking it was on Fox News and she was talking about something that's very that rings very true she was talking about like well now that there is nothing like now it's like we kind of have to find out how did our intelligent agencies get this so wrong like it's kind of like now you have to ask yourself are they over politicized you know what i'm saying like are is this and something that we're gonna have to investigate now because like and i think that that question is a very important question and my theory on it because since we saw that report i have been thinking about that and I started started to develop a little bit of a of a theory and like it just based off of like different things like you know politically and then things that I've observed in like in my own life and like the world around me and stuff like that obviously like the the agencies the departments whoever it is that that uh follows through on these things a lot of times there's political pressure there's it's like, it just like, remember, I don't know how long ago it was, but like in the neighborhood that you and I grew up, there was like a lot of, poli- a lot of, well, I would say some political pressure, but just a lot of public pressure on the Chicago police to find the person that like murdered that, that family. It was like five people that they murdered. Yes. And it was like, there was like just a lot of you, you could feel the public pressure to solve this. And you would imagine that a department, especially a police department that is like a representative of the law and enforcer of the law, would be impartial to public pressure. They should be. If if they're to do their job properly, they should be impartial to public pressure because now you can politicize or corrupt. The public pressure can can create a, 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 a standard that shouldn't be a precedent that shouldn't be because you're supposed to be impartial to all of yeah. that shit. Imagine rushing a, a, a guy who's baking a cake, like, like just something as simple as that. No, it takes its time. Right. Exactly. There's a, there's a, 
a process. And he had, and and that baker would have to be impartial to the whims of, oh, I need this cake done now. Well, you want it done good or you want it done now? Because I could give it to you now, and it's not, it's not a good cake. It ain't ready. Exactly. So there are certain things that like people ought not be uh, uh, allow that pressure to influence especially when it comes to law and law enforcement and and bodies that can conduct investigations and that i, I wholeheartedly believe that yeah what were you gonna say and that i will give credit to the Mueller probe and investigation the fact that it took as long as it did and there was no leaks you could tell that okay well we're here now at least let's do it right right the fact that that's that it was damn near two years the question becomes is what sparked it though. Like yeah. it's not so much that it because I I will say that it was a thorough it took their time and I it, it seemed like he was impartial to any public or political pressure in terms of after the investigation had commenced. But just the fact that there is an the, investigation. The fact that like what sparked it? Like why like what what is it that we have because clearly it was nothing substantial. You know what I'm saying? Normally, like when, when, especially on a sitting American president, like you would imagine that you would have something pretty like ironclad, but there wasn't none of that. But then I started to think, and you and I briefly talked about this, and 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 I will admittedly say that this is, may not be like the most developed theory, but I do have a theory about it, and I think it's more then Trump as Trump, like, oh, this guy that nobody wants or a lot of people don't want to be president and, and yeah. just for whatever reason, like, can't stand the man. But it's what he represents. It's that, um, that anti-establishment, successful outlier that threatens the status quo of Everything that these people have ever known and believed in, it's the somebody that's like from a totally different sector can become more powerful than you by playing the game way different than you. Like pretty much breaking all the rules that you ever followed. He could he could like play the game better than you by breaking all of those rules. And they, I think that them, that them realizing that a person like that is necessary, well, they don't want it to be necessary, but they're seeing that the public sees it as necessary. The people see it as necessary. Cause for as much as people say that like they, they hate dude, there's plenty of people that love them. And like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You wouldn't be a president of the United States if. Right, exactly. If some people around. didn't, some people yeah. didn't fuck with you. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And then, and then, it's scary to people because, because it not just. I think if you think about it, like on a grand scale, like politically, I think it's harder. I think it's very hard to see because you don't. We don't hang around with the Alexandria Ocasio Cortezes and the Ted Cruzes and stuff. But yeah. just like let's bring it to like the like the real world. And I'll give an example. Like recently, at a, like in a in a professional setting, 
I saw something or I heard something that was said to somebody and it's something that like a person could like easily brush off. It's something that a person could easily brush off, but to a person that's kind of an outlier, like you would never brush that shit off. And what it was in essence was somebody telling somebody that like a superior telling like a subordinate essentially like you'll never be where I'm at in the company or in the in 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 this field you'll never be where I am because no. that the the subordinate did something that that person didn't like that wasn't really like against the rules or anything but was just against a mode of conduct or something like a mode of yeah. conduct that that was that was pro their subordinates versus versus being pro like the administration or or the establishment yeah and the person told me that the person told me that and i was like it fired me up because like that kind of stuff that's like the exact thing that gives me drive is like to be like above that shit to be beyond it and to always combat it like that is to me a worthy nemesis because i don't I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be, oh, well, I got to be nice to these people because they're the ones, they're the ones that say I can make more money and I got to kiss ass and, and, and suck dick. And I got to, I got to like, nah, fuck that. This is the world in which like Joker's able to take over and you know what I'm saying? From, from the dark night where he saw that and he's like, oh, this is the game you guys play. Yeah. I'm going to play by your rules. And I'm gonna be sadistic as fuck doing so, mm-hmm. an anarchist, and it start. It, it then what? What you were saying is it becomes kind of a, a philosophical battle. Two different sides, two different mode of thoughts. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. No, because like the spirit, it rejects that shit. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> and so granted, that shit wasn't like said to me, but it was one of those things where like I felt bad for the person that it was said to. And I'll be quite honest, I don't know how I would react if like there's something like that was said to me. No. And I'd imagine not like favorably. No. It kind of does become a a situation in which it's it's kind of a make or break situation. Right. But but now now let's that's that aspect of it. That's the philosophical battle. That's the the thought the thought battle. How do you win though? How do you win? You only win by being bigger, greater, smarter than that. That's the only way you could win. That's the only way you could win is that you got to be bigger, smarter, greater than that. And to understand that, to understand the opposing side, the ins and the outs, who you are, who are you, what do you believe from A to Z. And I think, and I think that's why Trump is so scary to those people because to be honest it's not policy because he's been a pretty moderate president like he's not like radically right you know what I'm saying so it's not that it's not that like this dude is 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 saying oh if you don't believe in God we're gonna we're gonna throw you in jail and if you don't if you're gay we're gonna burn you like it's not like radical right shit it's like oh no. yeah do whatever you want to do i don't care i'm trying to put more money in your pockets like it's Fis- fiscally yes right very conservative yeah socially 
Not at all, really. Not 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 really at all. Like he's had comments on like abortion and stuff like that, but there's not a whole lot of fight going on for so like anything radically right. So on on the social sphere no. at all. I mean, if you go on Twitter, you would think it, it was. You'd think that we were engaged in a battle for all of our rights right yeah. now, but no, it's that's not the case at all. So it's something beyond that. It's something beyond that. And then so you look at the life of a politician and you look at like all the rules that they have to follow because it is a lot of like following rules. It's a lot of you got to engage in a certain type of behavior. It's a lot of fakeness. Like you can't really there's I mean, I would I would like to say that 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 Trump may have begun to change that. But for the most part. A lot of these people are fake as fuck. Like they're, yeah. oh hey, and like oh yeah, you know I gotta look nice and act like I like this person and take pictures and it's like all like just fake and just facade and all of that. Yeah, it's the the kissing ass or the saying that you agree with something when you really don't, but that's because these people have the power, so I have to I have to ride yeah. with it. It's all of that, and then comes dude. That's like, nah, man, fuck that. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there like, was... I don't. And then with him, it was more so like, it's like I have too much money to care about that. Like, I don't have to care about that or play the game the way you play it. And he said things like that in the primaries. No, he, he would tell politicians, "Hey, remember when I paid for your campaign? Remember that?" Yeah. And like people were like, "Oh, whoa." Yeah. Like, hey, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't say that shit. Like, oh yeah. Remember I was in Hillary's wedding. Yeah. I'm the guy they asked for money from. Yeah. And it, even I remember even in, in one of the I want to say it was one of the debates. Uh, no, no, no. It might have still been the primaries where they're asking him about like going through bankruptcy and all that shit. He's like. And and I thought the way he answered it was just so like straightforward that it was like damn, he's like, you you guys keep saying like these these investors are some like really kind, fucking people. They're killers. <laughs> They're killers, and it's business. Oh well, like he, he went about it in that in that route. Like yeah, this is a this is a business in which like you you're gonna make some decisions and shit fucks up, and oh well, you invested. It is what it is. It's an, it's it's, it's the, the game we play. In this world, and and it was like that. I can't really think of any politician that could say something like that. No, I don't think there ever has been one. Yeah. And I, and that's my point. That's what's so scary because it's the idea. What if people like this? Like, what if, what if this guy shows people that like this game that we've been playing this whole time? It's it's a it's a it's a zero sum game. It's it's stupid because yeah. we're all fake. And like we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if, what if this guy shows that? Agree. And then what if? And then now, what if we've developed a mode of being that now we don't even know how to play that game that he's playing because it's a different game. We're not even playing the same game. Yeah. And that's my point: is that it's I I don't see how that wouldn't be scary to them. Somebody that comes in and like just challenges everything that you've ever known, you've ever been, you've ever believed. Is very crazy. And then somebody that seems for the most part to be doing it for the betterment of others, because the reality is a mother that's like a billionaire, like I don't, I, and, and is successful and has money and is at an age where they should be enjoying life. I don't know why the hell they would want to be president. Well, yeah, he's in his sixties, ain't he? Or I think he's in his seventies. Seventies. Like that's not what most people, and, and think about that. That's another thing too. Cause I've overheard when people talk about, Oh, Hey, yeah. Uh, 
you know, I'm probably going to give it 10 more years, you know, ride it out, move to Arizona, you know, on this pension money, relax. Ride into the sunset. Ride into the sunset, yeah. Like, that's what mostly, like, if you think about people who, 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 who work and, 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 you know, they have a retirement plan, that, that's what they're thinking about. I think... Trump is beyond a retirement plan. Like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what can you do now? You've had your your towers, the fucking casinos, the this that, the the fucking bankruptcies, fucking successful fucking um reality TV show. It's it's just like it wasn't really a needed thing to become a pr- the president of the United States. And and so what's funny is because. These people, they're so establishment and they're so used to playing the game that they play. When he says things that are, seem out of line or they try to make it seem out of line, like like one of the, the probably the best, most clear cut examples I could give was that CNN uh, a gif where... Where it's like he's like like the, he was in the WWE <laughs> shit and like he like slammed beat, somebody yeah, and it, and it's, it's like it says CNN on the face on the face yeah. of that wrestler that's getting beat up yeah yeah and it was like like their world the sky was falling that day <laughs> for like the media and and politicians how could a president engage in this and this and that and it was just really just like a jab like it wasn't even it was it was a funny jab that shit is. Listen, man, in the workplace, I've heard things a million times worse than that, and motherfuckers are still laughing. Right, but the thing is this, though. This is the thing. If you're, if it's all, like, how Joker says, it's all part of the plan. Like, if it, like, <laughs> like if it's all part of the plan, if it's all part of the game, if it's all part of the establishment, you could say things that are vile and nasty and disgusting and fucked up because the person... Like they're 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 subject to to the rules of that, yeah. But now, if a person comes along that's like, no, well, I'm not gonna play by those rules, and then they say something that's not even half as vile as the shit that you've been getting away with. Oh, it's the end of the world because it doesn't fit into the narrative. It doesn't fit into the plan. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh, all this time you've been foul, you've been condescending. Yeah. I said something. That like matches the energy because I have the power to match that energy or shit. I have the power to be beyond that energy. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, like how could how could this be? Not or, only that, but to use to use certain institutions against that would be against you to your advantage because like the fact that he realized that that the media is a lot more left leaning and that that they will bite exactly and that he'll be like, oh well that's amazing news coverage for me that's amazing news coverage for me i can take the power of the i could take the eyes and put them on me and then have control like you see and and that's the thing like one thing that that i have found annoying throughout this whole process uh having president trump is the fact that there's one thing that kills me when people comment they're like oh this fucking idiot oh this fucking jackass if he was so dumb why is he here you know, like, and why, why is he striking such a chord with you? Yeah, but why does he have so much? Con- like, why does he have so much control? Like, he's a president. He's putting out memes. Let's not forget. Just this. This parallels just like the thing that you were talking about, where he's beating up the the CNN person or whatever, or the per, the the wrestler that has a CNN logo on it. When he does the golf club thing, 
swings it, hits Hillary. Hillary. (laughs) I sat there, and we've covered this, but I sat there and I watched as CNN had a roundtable about how this could promote women, you know, violence towards women, and 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 how the president presidency has hit a new low, and it's like it becomes like a like really a battle of class. But 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 the thing is, and while they're saying that because it's all part of what they're used to and the game that they're playing. They don't see how vile that shit is. Like, how could, how dare you say that somebody posting a gift of a political <clears throat> opponent of, of a of a political opponent yeah. is promoting to like beat women? Like, how, like, do you not stop and realize like how vile that is to say? That's foul as fuck. And so, and I want to stop. I want to stop yeah. right there to bring up this um, this clip from one of my favorite movies, The Social Network. Yeah. And this clip in the social network, I'm about to play it. So, but I want to put it into a little bit of context to to sort of encapsulate everything that I just stated. In this clip, Jesse Eisenberg, who plays Mark Zuckerberg, huh. is in a deposition. He's in a deposition because he's getting sued by three guys that claimed that they gave him the idea for Facebook. Now, in this whole situation. Zuckerberg maintains that, yes, I had conversations with them and we were going to work on something, but what I decided to work on, I created and I worked on it with me and my guys and my colleagues. If they did it, they would have did it. If it was their idea, they would have did it. And so he's getting sued at this point for millions of dollars. At very least, maybe it was billions at that point, but it was at very least hundreds of millions of dollars. And you see that, like, it's a guy who he has drive and he wants to, like, accomplish things, but he's being held back by this, what he would consider to be some vile-ass foul shit. But because it's in the realm of a deposition, he's expected to conduct himself a certain way. But he says something I, I think is amazing, and I think that's sometimes the necessity of an anti-establishment outlier that is like, fuck the system. Sometimes they got to say things like this because it's the only way to put the people that are of the system in their place. So with that being said, let's play this clip. You sent my client 16 emails and the first 15, you didn't raise any concerns. Is that a question? In the 16th email, you raised concerns about the site's functionality. Were you leading them on for six weeks? No. Then why didn't you raise any of these concerns before? It's raining. I'm sorry? It just started raining. Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention? I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimal amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? Boom. Yep. Yeah. That's 
that's deep. That's very deep. And and if you guys haven't watched that movie, you have to watch. Oh hell yeah! That's that's a that scene alone should make a motherfucker be like, man, I I need to go buy this movie. Right oh hell now. yeah! That was David Fincher's last great film, arguably his best movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yes, because he did seven too, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's nuts. Like what he's saying, I feel is is something that rings true even today. And 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 one thing I I I. I've always noticed is when someone makes something special. I mean, it could be, it could be, uh, you had a very successful music career or, or, or a business like Facebook or, or Uber or, you know, you started, you started Netflix. I, I feel that there's people and, and, and you've watched YouTube videos that always want to find a reason of, on how this person was lucky. Yeah. And, and you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, dude was lucky and he, he became a success overnight. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, yeah, dude had to kill baby. Dude sacrificed a baby goat to, yeah. to be. He joined the Illuminati, which then makes makes you start thinking what type of thought process would you have to have to think that way, to think that like people just get lucky and the things are just like, oh well, you know that that's just how the cookie crumbles. He he, you know, people get get rich overnight. He probably sold his soul. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and then you start thinking. A, a lot of it sometimes has to do with the fact that maybe they're not being realistic about the way they've approached their life. Right. Well, and I think that's a good segue into us you know telling the listeners that we recently have been made aware of a criticism that we um that that <laughs> that we're all about that we're all about ourselves and that <laughs> what else what else and that we're that we're we're representative of rappers that have culturally shifted from being from being able to speak for like the downtrodden people of society to just obsessed with personal capital gain like just whatever we could get because it's all and how you know that's unhealthy and and everything like that and, and, and that the world as it is is a perfect place that we think it's like oh well, nothing can get better yeah. hey listen it's run its course <laughs> like, and what i will say about this comment is that i think it's awesome yeah, yeah i think it's awesome i'm very appreciative of it yeah and not and not that it's awesome because we agree with it cuz obviously we don't but it's pretty awesome because obviously like somebody listening it struck a chord with them it uh but struck a chord so deeply that it wasn't just like ah whatever it was that they felt compelled to express themselves and i really uh, like appreciate the the yeah. expression I, I wholeheartedly like it actually means a lot like that you know what i'm saying and that would that's a person that i would like like be more than happy to sit down and actually like engage with but i do think that it is important 
for anybody that like gets lost in the sauce and the swag of right. this show <laughs> to realize that at the core that is probably like the least accurate thing that could ever yeah. be said about us and, and the thing is though a comment like that does draw a line and that line is a very philosophical line and that line ha is like it like two ideas that are the complete opposite of each other this is like it's that clash you feel that clash so that means that you do feel that that person listened yeah, definitely. And, and that paid attention. Yeah, to it some was of definitely not. No, no. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not for me. No, it, it was. It's, yeah, it's more than that. You wouldn't be able to say and like like I guess the best way you can. Uh, the best way you can understand us is like. I'll give you an example. So, you bought me. You bought me the the right side of history by Ben Shapiro, mm -hmm. which is which is a very a very good book. Uh, and, and, and as soon as we both finish it, we're going to break it down and this is going to be great. It's an intimidating thing to do just yeah. cause like, damn, this is, is so much stuff jam packed. Uh, but also a very exciting thing to, to kind of delve into and, and push yourself to, to think deeper, you know? Yeah. Cause, cause, cause like, I'm a little scared. I right? won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And a lot of those ideas that, 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 that are in the book. It, it's it's so deep that like sometimes you don't even understand how deep it is like until like you really think deeply like damn some of this shit I, it's deep as fuck <laughs> <laughs> no but like it, it's like I, i've lived my life through this code that i never even bothered to sit back and break it down and see where it came from like you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, like, no, this shit is thousands of years old like yeah. and like the fact that it traveled so 2019, thousands of years, and and was shaped and molded, and it's like, damn, like, shit, and and that's what makes it so scary, you yeah. know, like to break down, but but definitely exciting at the same time. But anyway, the fact that I I was reading the book, I posted it on Snapchat, and 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 then someone someone decided to engage in 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 a debate with me. Well, actually, they decided to. To, to say that dude is garbage and like you shouldn't even be reading this book which I mean I don't even feel that that should even be something you can say unless you read the book and then and then maybe if yeah. you disagree you can then have oh well this is why I disagree mm -hmm. which I've said before it's why I've read the communist manifesto I want to understand the yeah. ideals why I've read like you know Leninist stuff and, and Marxist stuff and stuff on socialism and 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 we watch like Bill Maher, who's a lefty, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it's like, oh well, let me. I want to test what I believe in, yeah, and I want to see the other side. I want to, I want to understand it. Yeah. And 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 the person was like, well, because dudes are white supremacists, <laughs> and it's like, that's just not a worthy adversary, you know? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, dude, he's a fucking. That's great. That's just not a worthy adversary. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, he's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he wears a Jew hat. He's wearing a Jew hat. What do you do? You, do you know about Jews and, the, and Hitler? And then, like, you could tell, dude was like, oh, I, I don't know much about him, but uh, it's like, <laughs> then why? I was, I was just trying to piss you off. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, right, man. <laughs> listen, you and made I was me like, laugh. Yeah, that's what you did. Yeah, man. and I, I did. I put, I fucking, I, I had to LMAO him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this shit is hilarious. I was like, listen, man, don't always follow what people say. 
just see for yourself. Yeah. I, I can't I can't judge someone if I didn't myself read up on this person and, and, and his or her ideas. I can't do that. That's not fair. That's not fair to that person. And that's most definitely not fair to me. Right. You know? But see, that that type of critique, the one that, that you were talking about, that is worthy of a conversation. That is th- that shit made me want to talk more about it. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like want to talk to someone on the on the opposing side. Like let's have this talk. Let's have a debate. Let's challenge each other. Why do you feel this way? Yeah. And see, I would say that we're we're optimists, and 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 I think that that when we look at things, it's like even if it's bad, it could be good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like in, in that sense, like I can't say like we're fucking naive either. There's definitely a um, a line between being optimistic about things and and being fucking naive. That that's it's, it's bad. But then it, it it reminds you of this concept, and and I skipped through it because sometimes we we get on these podcast episodes and we talk about so much. It's like God, we could have went for. 48 hours and we will Jeez, jesus christ <laughs> no stop. but <laughs> stop. please stop promising people this no but there was a concept when i was talking about nishi in in uh when i was mentioning the uh eternal recurrence yeah and and the concept was the the other concept that i didn't get to get into which was part of the same book and if like you ever buy a book by by frederick nishi uh like if you get like an essential, because I have I have I have like two or three books of him, but one of them is the essential, so it has kind of like certain ideas that he's known for, mm-hmm. and this is one of the ideas that that uh, that he's known for, and and it's amor fati, so that's translated in Latin as love of fate. Mm-hmm. So I'll break it down. Like basically, I'll read like a little paragraph on 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 Wikipedia to kind of give people an idea of what it means. And and why why he came up with this concept? I wouldn't say that he came up with the concept, but was able to kind of put the words that and explore it. Yeah, and explore it. It is used to describe an attitude in which one sees everything that happens in one's life, including suffering and loss, as good or at very least necessary, in that they are among the facts of one's life and existence. So they're always necessarily there, whether one likes them or not. Moreover, Amor Fati is characterized by an acceptance of the events or situations that occur in one's life. And then if you add the eternal recurrence, that's where he starts talking about that as more of a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And and then that's where it's like a sense of contentment with one's life and acceptance of it, such as that, that one could live exactly the same life in all its minute details over and over all eternity. So not necessarily that he believed that that does happen but if it did that that's why he started exploring and what what made me think man this is crazy was that when he wrote about these concepts it was during very like trying times in his personal life like mm-hmm. he was like very ill it was definitely during a time where he was kind of hitting a rock bottom i think trying times are are so definitive of a person yeah. And and it really could be trying times that are that they differ. Like it could be health issues, it could be a loss of a of a loved one, it could be betrayal, it could be a like a huge mistake, like it could be a number of things. And you get tried and obviously like that that plays a key role in the development of who you are. 
And I think sometimes those moments can create a sense of cynicism in people and then you get comments or or at least notions of oh why why are you so happy and then the, the minute that you show that you're a little bit happy is like oh well you're just happy with every everything's just so perfect isn't it and it really isn't that and a lot of times if you realize and if those people like take the time to recognize you might be talking to a person that they have the biggest smile on their face, but you had no idea what kind of work they had to do to get that smile. You have no idea the hurdles that they had to hurdle through, the sacrifice, the loss of friends, yeah. the loss of family, people not fucking with them to like get to the place where they're at, where they're able to be like, hey, you know what? Like, it ain't that bad. It ain't th- like you don't know that. Like, and, and that's sometimes sometimes people look at like a person. I don't even know if like you want to use the word happy that's pursuing happiness and in their pursuit of happiness there's a level of of contentment and appreciation and and you want to look at it like oh that person doesn't know struggle they have no idea man you have no fucking clue and 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 see that's you pursuing something that's bigger than you and and that's something that that Ben Shapiro talks about in the book about the way sometimes even philosophers were clashing in in the idea of, of, of what freedom is like my, like what freedom was before and what it meant to like the fucking to, to people before, as opposed to what modern day freedom means to people. For example, in your pursuit of, of happiness, you've taken a virtuous road. So it came from like a, this is, this is virtuous. Freedom is a virtuous thing. As opposed to today's day and age, freedom is like, oh, I'm sexually liberated. I'm, 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 uh, this is free. Like, it's all Dr- about. All the drugs. Yeah, drugs. Everybody, everything. <laughs> like, and, and um, it's not even like about, about judging. It's more so about, are you, does that lead to happiness? And, okay, like, you shoot yourself up with heroin, you're going to feel euphoria. That is obviously a happy feeling. Just like when you have sex, you, you climax, it's Jesus Christ, it feels good. You you go out drinking, you're having fun. That feels really good too. But what is it all for? And then you, when you see why people keep coming back to it and it becomes an addiction and it deters their health, it deters their mind, is because like that's not happiness. That's not what you were here meant to do. You know, right. like it's not <laughs> What are you doing for the person next to you or for, for your community or for... And that was something that, that I really appreciated from Crowder when he had Ben Shapiro uh, recently mm-hmm. on his show was he said something that, 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 that meant a lot to me was is like, to, I want to challenge everyone to... Before you do something for yourself in the, in the, com- in, in the coming weeks, do something for somebody else. Yeah. Because I do some... Do help someone else out. Put yeah. someone first over you. And and it's like as 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 small and minute as that might feel, it's fucking grandiose. Like as this shit is It's it is. It it means a lot. And 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 this is where you're 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 connecting all the dots because a lot of times people that that get called, oh, you're obsessed with capital gain, you're obsessed with your own gains in the world and like the money and everything and everything that you're doing 
a lot of times people don't even realize that a lot of that shit is just a byproduct of you wanting to serve people. Like for instance, for instance, remember not long ago, like we had a conversation with some people that we know and I felt encouraged to tweet about appreciating the abstract contributions that you make to people's lives. It really can't be quantified, but, but like, you know, it's real, you know, it's like, damn, like this person heard my song and like it had this effect on them. Somebody told me the other day, man, I put on till it hurts. Like I went right to the gym. So let's say that song ended up bringing in however much money or whatever the case. Okay, yeah, we did we put in the work? Did we do the all the business and get the paperwork right so like that money is our money and not some label's money? Yeah, sure we did. But does that make the fact that like we were compelled to write that record any less authentic? Yeah. And did we not help people? Did did that record not encourage this person to like work out or and i'm not i don't even want to sound like oh it's a they got in shape because of us no i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying that like it, it played a small role in a very big process yeah and sometimes that's what it is it's the little things the small roles the small things how many people have said man like the podcast like it, it, i feel like good good about speaking out speaking up for myself and if money comes from that if 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 a person gains from that there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that you're obsessed with your own personal gain. It just means that what you're doing to people is is so valuable that you it's a byproduct of it. And it's organic. It it comes it's it's a natural process. It's not forced. It's not like with like with real estate, the same thing. You have to serve people. That's that's you're providing housing for people to live. And then where was I yesterday? Yesterday I had a long day. I had to go to the building and I and I had to like deal with something that was like serving somebody else. That's my point is like that reward that one gets for doing stuff comes with a price tag. It's a and it's also a great incentive to keep doing it. It's also a, because the thing is that's how you ensure that other things don't get in the way yeah. of but, of whatever it is that you're producing or contributing to the world. It's but, like okay because yeah. it would get in the way like if you were doing everything that we do without the potential to make money or gain or or grow or whatever, well then it would be easy for other things to get in the way cuz it'd be like well, I do need to survive. I need it so now I got to do yeah. this because and this is in the way of what I really want to do and my purpose, yeah. but it, it, I got to do yeah. it. It's beyond any fucking amount of millions you can get. The price tag you pay is is the fucking amount of time that you put to do something bigger. Like, I mean, what do you think a fucking, like, astronaut sacrifices the time away from their families? Away from the world, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Away from the planet. <laughs> away from the families just to fucking... Learn how to, okay, this, you're going to be here for fucking a year, you know? And then, like you said, then away from the planet. Like, that's so, you can't even fathom that. Like, think about that shit. Like, think about, like, if, like, fucking, you were an astronaut. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to have to stop all this because now we're going to, we're going to, I'm doing some shit that's so big that, like, everything that I, that I cherish and I, and I I want to be a part of, I got to put that second. And to have the nerve 
to be around all your circle of whoever it is you hang around with, your bitter ass friends or your bitter ass girlfriend, your bitter ass wife. And, and to say something like that and not take into account like, damn, how many friends have those guys lost? Oh, yeah. How, how many how many parties did they not go to or how many parties did after a while did people stop inviting them or how many parties because they're so busy the people a friend say oh hey lose my number because you're never available yeah like at what point like do you ever take that into account that like yeah. oh well damn you know oh but they they're all about themselves they're yeah. all about like man that that is the craziest thing ever but one thing i wanted to point out to you and i thought it was interesting that you talked about you were talking about like freedom and it's like you know you gave the example of like drugs and and sex and and all of that stuff and it's funny because there's this badass thing i don't know if you've ever seen uh uh midnight in paris no and you know what i've heard so many great things about that movie it's a pretty phenomenal movie it's yeah. interesting but uh this is really badass. Ernest Hemingway. I don't now. I disclaimer going into this clip. I'm gonna play this clip. Disclaimer. I don't know if he really said this in real life, but in the movie, obviously, it was written that he said it. But it's pretty amazing what he's saying, and it really ties into what we're talking about. About like, like how kind of like like you know people could like engage in like acts of, of freedom or whatever and it could be very fruitless and then and i just i'm using sex more so as as the example is like when it's like meaningful like the power it could have and like purpose and meaning and drive like what it could create so i'm gonna play this as like a minute long and i think people will uh, have an appreciation for it were you scared of what getting killed you'll never write well if you fear dying you? Yeah, I do. I'd say it's probably maybe my greatest fear, actually. Well, it's something all men before you have done, all men will do. I know, I know. Have you ever made love to a truly great woman? Actually, my fiance is pretty sexy. And when you make love to her, you feel true and beautiful passion, and you, for at least that moment, lose your fear of death. No, that, that doesn't happen. I believe that love that is true and real creates a respite from death. All cowardice comes from not loving or not loving well, which is the same thing. And when the man who is brave and true looks death squarely in the face, like some rhino hunters I know, or Belmonte, who's truly brave, it is because they love with sufficient passion to push death out of their minds until it returns as it does to all men. And then you must make really good love again. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> fucks with that. That shit that's is bad real shit. That's badass though, yeah. right? Like, and and how true is it? Like that that, and, and that's what I'm saying is like, because think about freedom. It, yeah. Freedom doesn't have to be. Oh, I'm 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 gonna do whatever I want. Like whatever, whatever. Do you? But but sometimes freedom could be. Man, I want to pursue. What the fuck dude is talking about? Yeah. I want the freedom to pursue that. Like yeah. or or if you have that with a person, then I want us I want the freedom to explore this or grow from that's yeah. what I'm saying. And it and it's so crazy that in that book, Ben Shapiro like 
I thought that was probably thus far probably amongst the most genius things that he talked about it is like it doesn't have to be like a bad thing or a thing that drags you down like you like use your freedom for something yeah and I and I, I felt like that like encapsulated that oh, shit yeah. perfectly yeah dude that shit that, that's some deep shit I'm about to watch Midnight in Paris yeah you're, you'll <laughs> love it it's really yeah. good like beyond that scene there's like a lot of like really good lessons and like just like real interesting shit i don't know if it was you in dc or, or you and big baby you guys were talking about it big and baby. i was so like big, ba- big baby fucks with it hard yeah yeah and like you guys were talking about it like and it was just so intrigued by it and yeah. it's like i remember i think it was on hulu for for a while and i was like i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it and and i don't know if this happens to you guys but then you say you're gonna watch it, and then when you the day that you sit down to watch it it's fucking off of hulu so, yeah. so, but I still, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch that, and that was a badass scene. So, I say I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, that's our episode for this week. Before we close out, I'm gonna leave you guys with a little bit of a quote. Um, I came across this quote, and it kind of ties into what we talked about, and I, I think, I think it's good. It's find what fuels you. And live there. Find what fuels you and live there. So take that for what you'll take it as. I know what I take it as. Remember, the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, keep sharing Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, Stitcher, all major podcast platforms. And if you want to listen to some good rap and hip hop music, all major music streaming platforms. Audio Apes, we're out. Peace. Peace.